0: episode of the planet fantasy podcast and we are your hosts all of us it's me damon back from the dead uh, we were with awesome producer anna we are with the meme lord himself ryan and of course grand admiral thad thad how's it going everybody
1: it's going happy 2023 and whatnot
0: Yes, this is the excitement that we need going into the new year right there.
2: Exactly. Um, <laughs> Big Eeyore energy from Ryan.
0: It's an Eeyore kind of
2: year. I can feel it. I was going to say it's just
0: 2023. <laughs> oh, OK. Well, I promise everyone listening that the podcast will, will have more energy than this. But we're back. It's been a minute. It's been a while. But it's been a great year of media and IP and TV and more. So that's just what we're going to be doing today. We're doing the best of 2022 drafting anything from a performance to a movie to a video game to a novel anything that was released or finished last year it's all up for grabs so it's going to be pretty interesting to see where we go did have anyone have any questions about the draft at all before we get going oh no, we're good all okay,
1: right we're good because we are professionals okay. and we work this stuff out off air
0: yes <laughs> so Anna, <laughs> what was the draft order that was decided randomly before the episode the wheel
3: decided to pick Ryan 15 times in a row.
0: <laughs> they come first. They, they definitely wanted that. Um, Wheel of time, so- baby. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so we have me Master first, then Grand Admiral Thad, then we have Damon, and then we have me. Down for the turnaround.
0: All right. Yes, indeed. Let's do this. Let's get it started. Ryan is going to be first off the board. Yeah, so uh, I'm glad to have this
1: pick. Um, Knowing you guys, this might be around when I come back, but I'm not going to take the chance. I'm going to pick what I thought was the best piece of content last year, um, and that was Andor. Um, I just thought it was really spectacular. Uh, show um, run by Tony Gilroy. Um, I thought the writing was fantastic. Uh, I thought a lot of the performances were great, um, especially uh, Stellan Skarsgård as Luthen. Um, I thought Diego Luna's casting was really good. Um, we love our, our favorite um, enterprising fascists in uh, Deirdre and Cyril. Um, and just really seeing um, the Rebellion and the Empire like in different lights and sort of like how the rest of the the Star Wars Z universe operates in and then how people are trying to get by with the empire like slowly tightening their grip on the galaxy i thought was really fascinating um i thought i thought this show really knocked it out of the park and i thought it is by far the best live action star wars show that they've done so far and arguably um the best thing since rebels i would say so yeah that is going to be my first pick
0: I'm so glad it got drafted because this is what a lot of people are saying is their favorite show of the year. Um, I'm seeing people rank this up even up there right after Empire Strikes Back. Um, So it's getting a lot of acclaim. It's what people are saying that they've they've wanted for a long time from Star Wars. And I found myself... Maybe not enjoying it as much as a lot of the people that are that are loving it so much, but by the end of the show, I was very much tuned in. I was very excited to see what was happening and where we're going to go after season one. Um, to see this, just the breakdown of Andor as a character, of where we meet him and where he is at the end, I thought was honestly a really great way to do season one and get us set up for the next few years because apparently they're doing some time hopping for this next one, even more so than the first season. So I just saw those brilliant performances by Skarsgård, Luna. It was it was a really well shot show, too. I definitely think it's the best looking live action Star Wars show that they've done so far. It's going to be really hard to top. So um, that
2: what are your thoughts on Endor? Was it on your list? It was not on my list because I haven't finished it.
4: <laughs>
2: and that's actually on purpose because I had a little bit of trouble finding the real stakes in it. I know from what everyone says, it picks up. But knowing how it ends and the way the first half of the season was, it just didn't, I didn't get the tension since you know how his story ends. So... I took a break and I'll probably get back to it, but I'm right around episode seven ish.
0: I I will say it. The best episodes are after that, that like the the rest of this series, in my opinion, picks up right after that. So
2: definitely give it another shot. That yeah, but- I'm planning to it. I just need to. It's one of those. You guys ever have a TV show where it's like everyone is talking about it and they love it, and then you just kind of get stuck at a point. And you're like, I don't get it, guys. <laughs> yeah. But you all you have the intention of going back to it when you can look at it a little more fresh with some fresh eyes. Yeah, that's yeah, how I, about I feel like we all have those. I think that's what I'm doing with Andor. I think I'll get back to it when I can just restart it with some fresh eyes. That's fair. That's fair. Anna, were you a fan? So I am
3: actually not really a fan of political thrillers, which I feel like this is sort of in that ballpark. This one was a bit of a slog for me to get through, but the acting was great. Um, The cast had amazing chemistry. B2 Emo is like my boy who might be well I can't say he's my favorite but definitely top five favorite droids that we have so far um definitely a millennial who wrote his name and <laughs> into the series um best shot though you think that was better than Mando
0: I, I, I think as far as the cinematography like maybe not prettier or, or anything, but I just think the way it looks, the way it feels, the sh- the shots they've done, I felt like it's just really well done. Um, I, I I don't know. That's just that's how I see it.
3: Including the episode where they introduced Ahsoka, that is a that is a take. I love takes though. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So it wasn't like it was a good show. It wasn't my favorite, and I wouldn't have drafted it. I think you know, if the show came out five years ago and we weren't so inundated with sci-fi and fantasy content coming out of the woodwork left and right, I would be in love with this show. But it came out right when Rings of Power and House of Dragon and all of that was happening. So I think there was definitely a little bit of burnout on my end. Um, But I, I really enjoyed it. Diego Luna's a fantastic actor and I just want him in everything.
0: Yeah, and I'm really glad you picked it, Ryan, because it, it sounds like clearly we were not going to be drafting it. But it it really is one of the most critically acclaimed shows of the year, even if maybe not that many people watched it. So I'm really glad it's getting the love. I want to piggyback on what Anna said, though, is like, I think if this had been done before Rogue One, we would care infinitely more because we would not know what is in store for D- for for our guy Andor, and then get the build up all the way to Rogue One, I think would have been masterful. But I, I am kind of there with that. It's just there is not a lot of tension just because we we do know the end game. We know what is going to happen. And while it's done really masterfully, it's just not as exciting as I would like it to be. Um, so it, it hurts it a little bit for me because of that, personally.
1: Yeah, I, I hear that. I'm, I'm going to push back a little bit. I mean, I'm I, like obviously, you guys are entitled to your opinions. Um, just in terms of, like, there not being tension, I just think it's different. Like, I, I think the stakes are different in that, like, yes, we know that Cassian survives up through the show. Um, but I think... Um, especially with his relationships, you know, with his mom and with um our, our favorite droid B2 Emo. Um, and um sort of like with the Rebels and with Luthien and uh, Mon Mothma, who we haven't mentioned yet, but I also think has been really good on the show. Um I, I think there there is tension, um, and there are stakes. There's just like it's just not life and death for um Cassian specifically. But I just think looking, you know, around Ferris, around the galaxy and seeing how they are are brutalized by the Empire and how people are trying to adapt to that I, I think is really interesting and uh, look um, into the Star Wars universe and when we haven't gotten before um, and I think in a way like I, I think you guys are right in a way like if it had come out before Rogue One and before some of the other Star Wars shows um, it might be more um getting watched more but i think on the other hand like because it's so different than a lot of those other shows i think that is what is getting uh, a lot of the acclaim that it is so it's it's an interesting um dynamic you know versus like is it more popular because there are so many shows and it's different or you know is it maybe not as watched by a lot of other people because there's already so much star wars content so sort of interesting to see how that relationship works
3: I don't even think it was necessarily Star Wars content that was the problem. I think it's because it came out right when House of Dragon and Rings of Power were out. We were bouncing between those two shows at the same time. So then we looked at the show and we're like, oh, great. Like another thing to add in the rotation. Right. I yeah. think, you know, if it came out in like November, I, I would have been all about it and I would have really enjoyed it.
0: That's fair. That's fair. But I'm really glad Endor got picked number one off the board. Thad, we are to you for your first pick. What are you going to go with?
2: I am going to go with, um, I think the best movie of the year. Uh, and probably one of the best movie experiences I've had in like 15 years. I'm going Top Gun Maverick. Shocked. I'm so shocked. Tell us why, Thad. Uh, Like I said, it's one of the best movie experiences I have had in maybe 15 years. It is spectacular. I'm not saying it's the greatest acted movie because, I mean, it's it's well acted. But I mean, we're not talking like any of the actors are going to win an Oscar or anything. No one is going to win an Oscar here. But but if we're talking about the movie itself, the experience, the sound, the editing, Everything was perfect and it is just it just blew me away. And I, I know I'm not the only one and it's just the best movie to hear. And I, I have no other words for it. It was spectacular that that's how a
0: lot of people thought. I mean, it made so much money. They just kept keeping it in theaters over and over again. Um, I I mean, I absolutely had a blast.
2: Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, you're good, Dad. What's up? No, I was just going to say, and it's it says something that for a lot of the people who, you know, a lot of the old heads who like to complain about uh, Marvel and all the fantasy, it's it's ruining movies and how no other movie can make money now because these damn nerds and they keep going and Marvel is ruining everything old man fist in the air. And then Top Gun Maverick is just like, nope, like we're kind of in the middle. Like, yeah, you you old people can come and love this, but we're doing it for everyone. And it made a just shit ton of money too. like, I think what you are about to say, Damon, a lot,
0: a lot of money. And I personally had a really good time watching it. I, I just felt like. I was glued to my chair. It was so much fun. The, the pilot scenes, every single one of them was different and unique and exciting. Um, I loved Miles Tell- Teller's character. I think he just had a lot of charisma in that part. Um, that whole cast was really fun. It's just it was just a fun movie, one of the funnest times I've had a th- in a theater in a long time. I will agree with you there. Um, Anna, have you seen Top Gun Maverick yet?
3: I have seen Top Gun Maverick. I also have never seen the original, which is going to get me canceled on this podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the second one's better. It's okay. The second
2: one is better. Yeah. It's way okay. better. Yeah. I
3: mean, I, I, I picked up on some nuances and I was like, oh, that's the plane from the first movie. What are the odds that that exact plane would be sitting here? And like, where were they? Russia? Russian airspace, just waiting to be flown home. I
1: no, they they uh, made it very clear to not, um, give a specific you no know, name or country to the enemy which i thought was a good move so.
2: i thought it was brilliant too yeah <laughs> like it's just a yeah. no name bad guy like yeah. root against those guys we're not we're not making this political yeah. or anything no it's, it's like which guys those guys, are those guys. guys. It's like- yeah <laughs> <laughs> like we're the good guys and they're against us so guess what they're the bad guys that's fair um but yeah, I was kind of hoping
3: Tom Cruise was going to die and then the mantle would get handed off to Rooster, which clearly did not happen. Um, and I was very upset about it. I think that would have wrapped it up very neatly, but I know people would have been upset because it's a movie. So, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it.
0: Don't worry. We're going to get the, the the threequel in like 20 years when yeah. Tom Cruise finally dies and, and Miles Taylor takes over. I'm sure it'll happen. Okay.
3: So which one of you are going to, like, get rid of his horcruxes to make sure that that happens?
0: (laughs) We got to fight the the church first.
3: Church of Scientology. Actually, I lived around the corner from the Church of Scientology in oh, Buffalo. God. Believe you're not.
0: Let's not get. <laughs> let's not get on this, guys. Let's not. Uh, <laughs> not that. That's a lot to unpack. Uh, that'll be another. Episode. A
3: lot of paper, like a <laughs> lot of paper pamphlets on people's cars. I'm just saying.
2: With Anna's first pick in the draft, she's drafting Leah Remini. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh God. Um, Ryan, did you have you seen Top Gun Maverick and was it on your board? Yes to both, Um, and yeah, I
1: I, um, third or or fourth, I guess the um, the opinion that this was just a fantastic uh, movie experience. Um, This is one of those, and I would say for me, there's two of them this year: this one and Avatar. Where like you just you have to see it in theater, like in the best sort of setup you can. Like I, I saw this one in IMAX. And it, it was just spectacular. Um, and I was one who, like, I, I do, even though I think this one is better, I do really like the original. And I was one of those people that's like, why are they remaking this? Like, this, or not remaking this? Like, why are they doing a sequel like 20 years later? Like, they, they didn't need to do that. Um, but I was wrong. I, I thought this one was really great. Um, I'm generally not a big fan of Miles Teller, but I, I thought his character was really good. Um, and yeah, I just, um, I, I thought the uh, the scene with Val Kilmer was the best scene in the movie and just, like, really touching um, and really well done and, like, nice that they, they found a way to include him in the movie. Um, and, yeah, the, the the action was great, the, you know, the flying and everything and, and you know, like, you guys said, the sound and the, just the design and everything was, was just really good and... Yeah, I don't um, – this one is definitely – I'm not sure if it's the best movie of the year for me, but it's, like, in the top three, I would say. So,
0: I'm not going to d- divulge my, my movie rankings, even though I've already shown them to, to all of y'all. <laughs> but um, it, it's definitely not in my top five. But, I mean, it, as far as just how much fun I had, like, every time I think back to the movie, I smile. Like, it was just – I enjoyed it. I took my dad to go see it. So it was, you know, it was the ultimate dad movie. Also, I will say that 100 percent. But I'm glad it got picked. Um, Did anyone else have anything else to say before we move
2: on to mine? Uh, Yeah, I I do. I did a little research and Miles Teller Anna has already pitched for uh, Top Gun 3 with him taking over the mantle. And they're already talking to Cruz and the studio about it. So you may be getting your wish much sooner than you thought.
3: No, that that's even worse because then they could have just killed him off in that movie. And it would have been no Tom
2: Cruise never dies. He never dies in any of his movies.
3: I hate it. I th- on a hot take, I think the better movie this year from Miles Teller was Spider-Head.
0: Oh my,
2: no, that's a terrible, that's a terrible take. Oh my god. I don't care. That, that is a terrible the take. That is, this, oh god. that
3: is the stance I am taking and I will stand by it. Are you drafting
0: Spider-Head? Because that's the I only way I'm drafting Spider-Head, no. Okay, well, because it's it's not good. I, I have
1: that. not seen it. Is it like a terrible Spider-Man ripoff?
3: Spider-Head. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Head. It Spiderhead. Is, <laughs> <laughs> It will like make your brain hurt. I do not recommend it. By but... how horrible it is, <laughs> <laughs> it's it really like, bad.
0: But it's not good. It's not. It's just. But
3: if you want to look at good male eye candy, it's the movie.
0: Yeah, I mean, Chris Hemsworth is going all in. That's for sure. I mean,
2: I'm does not, it beat a volleyball that. scene? <laughs> <laughs> like a weird football, volleyball, we don't know what the hell sport this is.
3: I don't <laughs> want to look scene. at
0: it. I don't they they at were a using a
2: football, but yeah, what, what game they were playing was
0: unclear. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I am going to be drafting... Spiderhead? No, no, I'm kidding.
3: <laughs> um, nope, I'm that was the first it. thing out of your mouth. That's <laughs> it.
0: Um, I'm very glad this wasn't picked because this is my number one of the year. It became number one as soon as I saw it and it hasn't changed since. I'm going with the A24 movie Everything, Everywhere, All at Once by the Daniels. It was a multiverse movie that in a year where Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness was released. It made it look just like a chump. It just took its lunch money and all the multiverses and said, go sit down. This is our year. And Michelle Yeoh just just was amazing. Every single person in this movie like was fantastic. It was so moving while also being so ludicrous and absurd. It was such a great blend of those two and I will never ever forget about the hot dog fingers. Um, I don't want to say too much about the movie because if you have not seen this movie for whatever reason, I don't want to spoil hardly anything about it. Hot dog fingers is all you get, but it's just it has some of the best fight scenes. It's so vibrant. And I laughed and cried multiple times watching this movie. Um, I, it's already starting to pick up some awards i'm really hoping it it really just gets as many as possible so that would be my number one pick uh anna your thoughts on everything everywhere all at once
3: i actually haven't seen it yet it's uh, uh it's part, i know it's part of my golden globes critics choice binge and i just haven't gotten get out
2: it of here spiderhead! <laughs> <laughs>
3: I didn't say that was my favorite movie of the year. I said I thought that Miles <laughs> Teller was better in Spider-Man. I think his acting in that
0: movie was small. That's fair, I guess. He was mm. good in that, but still. Um,
3: but I am so- looking forward to it, though. When you look at who's actually in that movie, like anything with Michelle Yeoh, I just look at it, and I'm like, automatic, add to my watch list. And everyone has said phenomenal things about it.
0: Yes, definitely watch it as soon as you can. Um, watch it for my birthday. It is a birthday present to me next week. Okay. Okay. All right. Dad, what say you? Have you seen it?
2: I have seen it. Was it on your list? It was on the backups of my list because um, shocking. I know this is going to shock all of you, but uh, a lot of my list, I have zero doubts that anyone is going to take any of my picks. So that was not going to be on my picks, <laughs> but I did love it.
0: I, I am intrigued by your strategy going by going with things that you don't have to worry about being stolen. Um we'll see how that goes. This is for um, me. This this
3: It's all food show. <laughs> That's all it is. You have Great British bake off, is it cake?
2: And like what was that one crumb? MILF Island. He's gonna have oh. MILF Island on there. MILF whenever. Island. <laughs> Excuse me, it's MILF Manor.
0: Oh my bad. <laughs>
2: It's Milf Manor, and they are looking for love. <laughs> this is serious business. Oh my God! <laughs> they're looking for love. Yeah, that's that's for sure. That's what they're with looking someone for. who won't judge them because of their age. Okay, like this is serious.
0: <laughs>
2: um, okay, Ryan <laughs> said
3: uh, it with such a straight <laughs> face. It makes it even worse. <laughs>
0: <laughs> God, we love you Thad um, Ryan you also haven't seen E-E-A-A-O as I will say from now on
1: um, either right yes that is correct I, um, funny story well maybe not funny um, I was watching it last year I got about 10 minutes in and, and um, I had like a personal issue come up that night and I just like haven't um, been able to bring myself to finish the movie yet Uh, But I will at some point, and um, yeah, literally everyone that I've talked to that has seen it says it's fantastic. So I am looking forward to watching it at some point. I'm a big fan of Michelle Yeoh. Um, And uh, yeah, I I have at least seen a picture of the Hot Dog Fingers. I'm aware of those, Um, but uh, very intrigued to see how that is used and just how the rest of the movie goes. So.
0: All right. Well, that's my first pick, and that means we're to Anna for your first pick. I'm guessing we didn't take any of yours, so your your first pick is still sitting there for you, all nice and ready. What is it? It is. I don't think you guys are going to pick any of mine, actually,
3: hmm. now that I'm listening to where you guys are going. Interesting. So Thad may not have picked a food show, I'm going to pick a food show. I am going to draft the bear as my first pick. Um, So for those of you that haven't watched it, um, it's about a young chef who left Chicago um, and went into the world of fine dining. Um, Unfortunately, his brother died. um, So he moves back to fix uh, the Italian sandwich shop, which is in a, ton of debt um the kitchen's a piece of shit and the staff is just insane um and i think what was it like episode seven was the one that was the single shot i think that was one of the The menu
0: i mean the review
3: yep Uh, that was one of the best episodes of television i have ever seen and they shot that whole thing straight i think it was maybe four or five times and granted that episode gave me so much anxiety. I felt like I was in the kitchen myself. Um, but yeah, I just think it was phenomenal. You have uh, Jeremy Allen white who just exuded dirty line cook energy. Um, you have a couple of great guest stars. I don't want to say who they are, so I'll spoil it for you. Um, but yeah, no, I think it was one of the best seasons of television I've ever watched personally.
0: I'm so glad you you drafted this. I remember you raving about it when you you first watched it. Um, I had a blast watching it, and by blast, I meant severely anxious the entire time and just being like, this kitchen. Like, if anyone has ever worked in a kitchen, like any portion of it, I was a dishwasher for a year. It's just madness, and especially if it's like a very busy kitchen, it's just... So much energy and not the best kind of energy. Like, I think they just nailed that so well with how they all acted. Uh, Jeremy Allen just was like, he, I loved him, he's, he's my favorite part. I think of Shameless and seeing him in this role, it's just like he just jumped another level. Like he, he just really, really performed and shown just how much he was dealing with, with this show, with his situation and the his brother. So I, I love this show. I mean, I personally go and look at the first, uh, the first scene of episode eight, um, his monologue, about where he talks, finally talks about his brother is just like beautiful. I I just really love it. And it's one of the most authentic feeling shows. I'll say I've watched in a long time. These people feel real. They feel like someone I like I've met before. Like they say things that real people say. And I just I really loved it. So I'm I'm so glad you drafted it. It was on my board
2: as well. Um, Dad, have you seen it yet? i have not seen it as yet it's on my board to watch but like anna uh in the last few months or so i have been watching all the movies in anticipation of all the awards that i'm going to hate watch because i hate these awards i fucking hate these damn awards but i can't watch stop watching them because i would like some people to get recognized and i'm Mm, I'm disappointed in myself now um, yeah, join my side <laughs> Dad, screw screw all the award shows especially the Oscars
3: Bad and I <laughs> just like to scream at the TV and just say your opinion is garbage yes you are like critically acclaimed and theoretically you should know what you're doing but you really don't like these are the people that we should pick
0: I hate them I hate them all uh, Ryan what about you have you seen it
1: uh, so I fall under the category of just mostly indifferent about award shows, but, um, y'all clearly have the energy for that. So, um, <laughs> but no, I, I have not seen it. Um, not for, for those reasons, just, I haven't gotten around to it, but similar, um, to, uh, EAO, I've heard a lot of good things about this as well. Um, I was not aware of Italian beef, but it sounds pretty good. So I will have to try that at some point and also watch the show at some point.
0: Yeah, those sandwiches look really good. Like the food on the show looked great. Um, I really want to go eat a one of those sandwiches though, for sure. Um, <laughs> so that's the first round. It looks like two shows, two movies. Let's see how it keeps going after the break. And we're back. And Anna just drafted the bear season one. I'm very excited. It's getting a season two to see what happens when spoiler, 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 redacted, redacted happens. Um, Anna, we are back to you. What's your second pick?
3: So shockingly, I'm not picking a Marvel property for my second pick. I am actually going to pick something from DC and I'm going with Peacemaker. <laughs> Um, for some reason, like this show, it came out, what was in like January, February of 2020 and it stayed with me through the whole year. From the moment you see like the opening dance sequence, you realize just how ridiculous this entire show is going to be. And there were so many great one-liners. I mean, you had Freddie Stroma as a vigilante, and the first time you see this character, you're like, he's like a serial killer. And you're like, no, he's just, you know, he's just a sociopath, but he's like likable. Right. Um, and then you have Daniel, Daniel Brooks. Um, you know, you have Jennifer Holland. I everything about this show is great. And I adore Eagley. equally is fantastic. He's probably one of my favorite mascots. Of all time.
0: Eagly. Um, this was maybe like this is one of the better DC things that have been made in the last ten years, easily. I mean, John Cena I think found his role. It's just this like really earnest character who's also a bit of a douche, but like the things we see and that are revealed throughout this TV show, just like him dancing And singing his heart out. It's just like he wants to be loved. And he's just I mean, his dad was kind of a piece of shit, as we see in this season. And I just love the what happens with that and how that's resolved. It was a a batshit plot line. And I just love that they just went with it. It was just wild. It was very comic booky. But you really also got some heart from it all. And that last fight scene was just amazing. It was beautiful. It was hilarious. I love the whole cast. Danielle Brooks was great. I really hope we see more of her mixing it up with with everyone else. And I don't know where they're going to go with Peacemaker, but I feel like with James Gunn now at the helm, I he's he's going to be there so
2: we're going to get some more peacemaker I cannot wait um, Thad, were you a fan I was a fan um, now I'm really hoping that Ryan has uh, can say that you know what I haven't seen this just because it's Cena so I'm just anticipating <laughs> oh God. Ryan just being like nope I never saw it it's like <laughs> just leaning into all the Cena jokes <laughs> have you Ryan? Have you seen him? Have you I, seen Peacemaker? I, I have, yeah, I, I can't um
1: commit commit to the bit. Uh why would, would you take this him? from me, Ryan? <laughs> 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 I feel like as the wrestling guy you'd be like more
2: able to do that than I would, so he's got you there, Thad. Yeah. Huh. Um <laughs> Was it on your list, Thad? It was not going to be on my list, but there may or may not be something else DC related on my list.
0: Oh, Black Adam, of, of course. we, we, we yeah. uh, <laughs> uh.
3: It's because it changed the hierarchy of the DCU, guys. Come on.
1: Good. <laughs> it, it might change the hierarchy of this draft. Who's to say? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it would definitely change it. Just not in the way that Dad would want it to uh.
2: <laughs> go from the best movie to like the worst movie of the year. I've got both of them in my draft. <laughs> oh, my God. Um. All
0: right. Peacemaker is off the board. That's a nice pairing with the bear. Both fairly early on in the in the year. My next pick is going to be what I consider my favorite TV show of the year. It's one that was broken up in two parts. It became viral for tons of different reasons. It was theorized about a lot. And I just I love this show. I've loved every single season. And I think it's really hard to compare anyone in their season finales. They Their season finales are always S tier, just top notch. So I'm going Stranger Things for OK, it's it's the kids and they just can never get away from from the upside down. This one, we see them going everywhere from California to Nevada, back to Hawkins. They're in the upside down. We get Russia. We get it all. And it's wild. It's absurd. Every episode it's like over an hour long. And I just loved it. I really did. I, I love these characters. I thought episode four was one of the best episodes of this, of, you know, of the year. Out of all the TV, the music was great, and I just, I just love the world that they built and the mythos and how the care we've grown up with these characters and you know insert these these kids are actually like 30 years old now jokes you know they're not that old chill but i just they introduced some new characters eddie munson is amazing and is going to be iconic for years to come i just i love it i wish i was a part of the Hellfire club so that's my pick um thad thanks to thad also got um A Stranger Things poster sign for me for for my girlfriend, Josh, uh, by Joseph Quinn himself, Eddie Munson. So I had to say that before before we move on. Um, But that have you seen it yet? Of course, I have
2: loved it. Just loved it. I mean, you know, shouts to uh, shouts to Eddie, you know, no spoilers, but, uh, you know, shouts to Eddie. Shouts to Eddie. Definitely no spoilers. It's a lot that happens
0: that can't really talk about, especially if no one's seen it. Um, Anna, did you ever get around to seeing it?
3: No. And do you know the reason why I did not continue beyond Stranger Things season two? Why? Because, spoiler alert, if you have not watched Stranger Things, they killed my boy.
2: Oh, season two, of course.
3: (laughs) I can't. (laughs) Out of protest for my guy, Sean, I can't do it.
0: Oh, he's a superhero, though. He's super Bob.
3: I can't. I love Bob. I loved Bob. I was so excited to see him in it. Bob Um, was. But Thad and I saw a couple of them at a fan expo in Toronto. And I do have to say, Jamie Campbell Bowers' cheekbones are ridiculous. Those things can cut glass
0: they really could just they're sharp there and
3: he's like the nicest guy like someone gave him like this this like handmade like beaded necklace and it was like not like the greatest looking thing in the world but he didn't even pause he just put it right on over his head and he didn't take it off and you know he spent so much time like talking to people you know it was that was great great great
0: um ryan i want to say you haven't watched it yet either
3: right I have
1: not. Um, I, I don't really have any good reason. Um, I've been told by multiple Lame. people that I'm very close to that. I'd really enjoy the show. Um, I just haven't gotten around to it yet. So um, I probably will at some point. But the list of that is pretty long. So we'll see. <laughs> but yeah,
0: when you eventually get to it, you will understand. You you like '80s aesthetic, right? Like the '80s kind of movie. Goonies, yeah, E.T. It's it's just it's like shooting that directly into your veins with like an amazing, creepy soundtrack. And I don't think it's too scary for you. OK, I like I know people who do not like scary things and they still can can't handle the show
2: for the most part. So one day, yeah, I don't day. really think it's scary either. I'm not really a big horror guy, but not because gets scared easily just because it always seems to go over the top if that makes sense you know how a lot of horrors are just like they go over what's believable if that makes sense oh yeah it's but Stranger Things is Stranger Things doesn't do that they keep it within their own rules and it's more gory than anything so you know if you can deal with gore then you're fine
3: that you just said it wasn't a horror film but it's
0: gory
2: <laughs> no but it's a horror film as in like scary yeah it's, it's not, not scary it's just got some body horror stuff going on yeah It you know but because you know it's it's science fiction you know it's not like it's not like Final Fantasy where it like ruins some some things that happen in the real world it's Stranger Things and it's like okay we're we're in a science fiction fantasy world and the gore is related in science fiction and fantasy, so it doesn't feel real. So everyone needs to watch Stranger Things is what I'm hearing. Um. Oh, and uh, Anna, uh, since this is a big year for you and uh, and hot bad guys, what uh, is this going to convince you to watch Stranger Things?
3: Because of Jamie Campbell Bauer.
2: <laughs> yeah, hot deck <Dechna>. now. What's up?
3: <laughs> you can't even really see his face, though. I'll just look at that me like that's a lot of makeup.
2: <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. I
3: don't even uh, think you probably can't see those cheekbones underneath that makeup.
2: No, Actually, you can.
0: You <laughs> got me. I don't know. It's, it's a bit much. Um, okay. Stranger things for off the board. We're moving back along to Thad for your second pick going movie
2: TV book video game. What are we going? I'm going book. And I know I have talked about this uh, on this pod before, but we had the return of Saga this year. They released five new comics, and that is my second pick. It, they picked up right where they left off. They're keeping the tension high. And now we're on a break uh, since, I think, October. And we have to wait until February or March of this year to get new books. It's like, oh, my God, <laughs> it's. It's still just some of the best and well-written books, comics, graphic novels, whatever that I have read in years. It's still fantastic. It's it's up there. It's still up there. I this may be the year I finally
0: dive into Saga, um, I downloaded that forever ago that that I never I still can't open it. I sent me a copy of it forever, and I, I still can't get it unzipped. So I'm just going to end up probably buying the comics myself. But if you could give a for the people who have never heard of it or don't really know anything about it, give a very quick, just really simple, brief explanation of just
2: what it's about. OK saga is we'll call it a space opera and it's about two parents who are caught in the middle of a space war with their young child who is the narrator of the story and we're following what happens in her life uh baby hazel and the basically from when she was born to how she is in her teens and moving forward and i know that doesn't sound too exciting but i'm trying not to spoil a lot of stuff but because there's a lot that happens
3: this is like one of those explain a plot a movie plot badly scenarios
2: yes without i'm trying to not spoil anything because if i mention certain overview. things if I mention certain things, it'll spoil things. And it's like, oh, God. Um, well, OK, is it is it just like is it a lot of action? Is it just more like an adventure? Is it more like a the family drama? It's a lot of action. It's a lot of adventure. There's some uh, there's a there's some chases. There's fights. There's some romance. I heard it. I heard it's kind of horny. It's very horny.
1: Yeah.
3: Some
2: <laughs> some I mean, this shit.
1: is Thad we're talking about.
3: Yeah. If it's doesn't, if it's not horny or it doesn't have food, it that's not gonna watch
0: it. So. <laughs> um, has anyone else has anyone else uh, read Saga at all, Anna? Where am?
3: So Thad sent me the PDFs like he sent me them to you. Someone also bought me the compendium and then I started it and then I just never finished it because. 2021 was a crazy year in terms of media, and I think 2022 was a little bit mellower. Um, so I'm actually looking at it right now, so maybe I'll dig it out after the pot is over. Hell yeah.
1: Ryan. I have not... Um... I, I would give that shit for being a person on this pod who hasn't gotten them from him, but since I know I wouldn't have read them anyway, I'll just pass on that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know how much he's talked about it though, um, as has our podcast daddy, Jason Concepcion. He's really into it too. Um, so hopefully I'll check it out at some point, but um, it does it does seem pretty
3: cool. Dad, do you know when Compendium 2 is coming out?
2: I do not. Okay. It may be done when um, we're done with the next fifty.
3: Because I'm terrified to like fall in love with this because I have the compendium one and then just sit and wait until mm-hmm,
2: like time. me. Because uh, mm-hmm. yeah. compendium one ends and then um, you have to go through the next five books and then you're caught up with me and then you'll have to wait until. F- February of this month, February, March, I think of this year, excuse me. And then you'll have to wait again another year. I'll just wait for the compendium to come out. Don't do it. Dive in. Dive in. Dive
3: <laughs> in. I'll read the first compendium and then I'm going to wait. Because I like to have all my books that match. Because I'm weird like that. I'm like, no, nope, they all have to be paperback or they all have to be hardcover. I dig it.
0: I dig it. All right, saga. Off the board. We're back to Ryan for the next turnaround. You had Andor. What are you paired with the Star Wars property? I did
1: have Andor. Um, let's see. Jesus, still got a lot on my list left. Yeah, so I am uh going to go um with the movie this time. Um This was a movie that um, I saw the trailer for and I was instantly excited for it. Um, But somehow it was even way better than that. Uh, And that is Prey. Um, I really enjoyed this um, Predator prequel um, set in colonial times, I guess you would say. Um, And it's I. If I'm correct, the director is not native, but um, a lot of the stars and the writers were. Um, And so you get a really interesting look at uh, native culture um, and them trying to um, fend off uh, the horror that is um, the predator um, during a time before there were uh, a lot of firearms and so that is this uh, is a really fascinating look on that um and simultaneously just like a, a hero's journey uh for the main character um and i thought this movie was really well shot um i thought uh a lot of the effects are really good um, and the story was really good as well. And so, yeah, it was, uh, it was a movie I really enjoyed. That is my next
0: pick. I'm really glad Prey got got some love here. That was a really good movie. Thad, did
2: you see it? I did. I did end up watching it. I did really like it. I was really hesitant on it just because, of course, I think uh, like what Ryan was saying, if it's a sequel or a prequel to a movie, you're kind of like, hmm, I don't know. Did we need this? But you watch it and it's like, you know what? They made it their own. It's something in the world but different. And they really just they knocked it out. I was really impressed by it. They really just knocked it out. It was great.
0: They really did. I mean Amber Mid Thunder, like she was just so good in that role. And like I really think we're gonna be seeing a lot more of her going forward. Um I I think This is uh, one of those reboot sequels, like standalone movies that like, if anything, changed the game for this series going forward and gave them a blueprint for what to do. Just give us Predators drop down into different Time periods, okay. I heard someone mention this on a different podcast before, but drop a predator in like feudal Japan, okay. Drop one in like the midi, like medieval times, the Dark Ages, and just just give us give us the predator versus Vikings. You know, I I think that's that it's a foolproof idea, and just to have him going against. Native Americans, I think that was just, it was a really good story. It was shot really well, and you had a dog, and that was one of my favorite companions in forever. Uh, That dog deserves to be protected at all costs. Um, Anna, did you ever see Prey?
3: I did not, and the reason why I did not watch it is because I get really triggered if there's animal harm in any sort of property if I'm not emotionally prepared for it. And it's a Predator movie and there's a dog. So I just, I could not bring myself to watch it, but I did hear that um, Amber Mid-Thunder was great as Naru. Um, And they adopted the dog solely for the movie. And originally the dog was supposed to be in fewer scenes, but given the dog's energy and the fact that they were, you know, easy to train, or there was training specific for the movie, um, you know, it, it gave them the opportunity to include dog the dog in more scenes. Um, the dog's name is Coco, and the idea for the dog companion was actually inspired by Mad Max Two, believe it or not, the uh, 1981 version. So
0: nice, cool. Well, we won't spoil, spoil anything for you, um, but I still say you. I think you'd be okay watching the movie, but there's a. Possible- All I
3: need is the confirmation that the dog survives. That's all I need and then I will watch the movie.
0: <laughs> I don't know if I consider that a spoiler or not. I don't would y'all? No, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Well, spoiler alert everyone, if you don't want to hear skip. But the dog does not die. Okay. There is like some form of animal um violence. But I don't know if that would set you off or not. So, OK,
3: I mean, if it's like a, a hunting scene, right, like if they're going after like a buffalo or, or, you know, something like that, like, you know, that's kind of the nature of the time like that wouldn't really bother me so much. Um
1: yeah, like
0: something like that. It's something like that. Yeah. Just uh, I don't want you to be scarred, Anna. So just maybe one day. <laughs> one day the, it'll be good. I mean, the, that one the dog day, is okay. So the dog like, is
3: fine. Like okay, for example, like the Revenant didn't really bother me.
0: If that? I've never even seen that, but like I've heard enough of it. I think he'd be fine watching Prey, okay. then, to be honest. Right, so cool.
2: yeah, Damon, um, don't bother watching a Revenant.
0: I'm <laughs> never going to watch the Revenant. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Um, well, once we get back from break, we'll see what Ryan's third round pick is. We'll catch y'all then. And we're back. And Ryan just picked a second pick with Prey, the newest uh, installment of the Predator franchise. I think it reinvigorated it. And now we're going to check out and see what Ryan's doing with this third pick. Uh, you're rolling with some DC, some Marvel. Is Marvel going to get its first one off the board? What's it going to be? Uh, well, it won't for me. Um,
1: this is a show that, uh, I'm kind of surprised hasn't been picked yet, but I guess not seeing as how bad it's in the draft. Um, it's house of the dragon. We, uh, we all, you know, your mileage may vary on how bad you thought the end of Game of thrones was, but I, I think universally, um, it was not well received, um, and while I was excited for House of the Dragon, um, I would be lying if I said I wasn't a little nervous going into it. Um, you know, hopefully they wouldn't mess up too bad. Um, but I was very pleasantly um, surprised um, at how good I thought the show was. Um, it's not perfect. I thought that um, it being centered basically all around the royal family and not having any other characters prominently in there hurt that compared to you know the original Game of Thrones show. Um, but Other than that, I thought writing was really good. I thought the acting was just fantastic, Um, especially um, Billy Alcock um, and... um, emma darcy um as a Rhaenyra. um i thought they were both great um matt smith as Damon uh, was really compelling Um uh, paddy constantine as um viserys was just a really interesting role and i thought really well um portrayed um and yeah i i thought it it looked uh, really good um I was really bummed that uh, they haven't started shooting already, or at least they hadn't when the show was over. So there's going to be another long break until season two. But I thought um, season one ended on a really good place. And I am really happy that it went so well. Um, and looking forward to season two and um, whatever is next from the uh, Song of Ice and Fire universe on screen.
0: The House of Dragon, hot D. I knew it was going to get big Hot D. Hot D, Hot
3: D.
2: <laughs> were you a fan <laughs> of House of the dragon I definitely was um man I should have said no but no I it was gonna get picked for me it was next. If Ryan pick something else, but uh, I, my next pick is going to be—I'm kind of surprised it's on the board still, but we'll get to that later. Um, I didn't want to pick Hot D because I've read the books and I don't want to accidentally spoil something for someone. Talking about it, <laughs> talking about how I'm excited for the next seasons and what to expect. Yeah, don't do that. I'm not going to. That's <laughs> why. That. Good.
0: That That's That's is like
3: nope. <laughs> one-way ticket off of Planet Fantasy. Is spoilers <laughs> one-way ticket. You will not do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. You will be eaten by dragons. Just,
1: just um. imagine it's, it's Top Gun Maverick and you had to hit the ejector seat.
2: <laughs> Hopefully, it goes better than Goose.
0: Oh God! Oh, poor Goose. Um, I I love this show. Like. The more we the closer we got to it, the more I was like, you know, I just I'm excited to be back in that world. I I did a rewatch of Game of Thrones and for how terrible poorly it ended, there was some amazing T V before that. Some amazing shows. Hard home is I still think one of the best episodes of TV ever. Um and so is Winds of Winter. And so to be back in this world with, you know, to see how the Targaryens crumbled and fell with so much just great acting, so much political conniving, like the whole story is just it was so fun. It was so tense. I honestly think I enjoyed this first season more than Game of Thrones season one. I, I, I mean, like it's hard, like I just think it was more entertaining. It, I was more intrigued about what was happening. I remember watching season one of Game of Thrones and being like, this is interesting. This is cool, but not really being like, oh, wow, what this is whoa, whoa, until like the very end with, you know, Ned Ned finding out about the bastards and, and being uh, – You know, getting his head chopped off. But this I just was I was in from from the first go. I was ready to see how this all worked out, who was going to be on whose team, how the war was going to get started. And I am I'm
2: there. I'm 100 percent ready to go. So Oh, I've got a question for you now, then, Damon. What do you think your enjoyment of the first season is impacted by you already knowing how the structure of the show was like you know how when you watch season one of Game of Thrones you didn't know how the show was going to be structured do you think that had any part in you like or starting to enjoy Game of Thrones season one like you didn't know what to expect and the pacing and everything but in You're- Hot D season one you kind of already had an idea
0: Well, you know, I I think I don't know if I was that I just I was a newcomer to Game of Thrones. I I still haven't read the books. Actually, I told myself I would read them after I finished the series and then the series ended. And I was like, no, I'm good. But um, (laughs) (laughs) I think I might eventually read them if, you know, George ever finishes them. I think that's what I'll do is I'll finally read the books once he ever finishes that's w- that's what's gonna happen okay he needs well to, it looks needs like to you're to never go. reading them
3: we're <laughs> <laughs> gonna come out after he dies because he doesn't want to deal with the internet blowback of the ending
0: yeah so the, the, the truth is like he actually has both books and it's the same ending as the series and he's just like i just i, I can't i can't do it but um it just What just... am?
3: I saw this um, interview that George was doing, I think it was in comparison to, I want to say it was Stephen King or someone who writes like an obscene amount. And he's like, you know, some days you just write a sentence and you're really unhappy with that sentence. And then Stephen King goes, no, I try to write like two thousand words a day or, or something like that. And I'm just like, yes, George, that is what you should be doing. <laughs> Give us the damn book.
0: <laughs> Stephen King is is supernatural. Also, though, like the amount of books he puts out is is absurd. Um but no, George will never finish. So I've just accepted that. But House of <laughs> D, like House of the Dragon had so much fun stuff going on. The dragons, my guy, Damon, you know, always want mm-hmm. to have a, have a character named after me. Um, and Matt Smith's always been one of my favorites since, since Doctor Who. And I just thought that character was magnetic. And then, like y'all said, I honestly was not happy about the time jump because I loved Millie Alcock's um, portrayal of Rhaenyra. And then we get Emma Darcy and they were just fantastic in that role. Like, I just love both both so much. Like Rhaenyra is one of my new favorite characters in all of the Game of Thrones franchise. She's moving highly up there as long as well as Damon. And I just Patty Patty was great as Viserys. It's just, it was really well done. I just in a year that had so much good content, I just I had it slotted a little bit lower. So I don't think I would have gotten to it before y'all did. So it's sad, but I'm I'm glad he got drafted. Yeah, I
1: um, I do want to give some love to um, Emily Carey and uh, Olivia Cook's uh, Allison's because I also thought that they were great. I just like momentarily blanked on Emily Carey's name. Um, But yeah, and then lastly, at least for me on the show, is I'm very excited for the Game of Thrones hateable villain to come back. Kristen Cole. Like, he's not as relentlessly awful as Joffrey or Ramsay, but that guy fucking sucks. And I am uh, definitely here to do more hating of him uh, as the show goes on.
0: It was clever of them how, like, at first I thought he was supposed to be the guy we all liked. And then, like, even as, like... We were still on the same page. He started doing and saying things like it's like what," and then just the, and then he just decided to go kill that guy, and that was just like, oh well, this dude sucks. So, and if you don't know who we're talking about, go watch the show, guys. Just,
3: just watch. I, Here's my only complaint about Thought D. Right in comparison to the Game of Thrones pacing, it went way too fast. We didn't really get to enjoy. Time with the younger actors who were phenomenal. And because they were aging people up so quickly and everybody has the same, if not similar names, things got very confusing, even for people who read the book. Because you got a bunch of people with white hair out here And then you're looking at them like, okay, like, which Aegon are you? Right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think if they were to split it into two seasons, it would have been two seasons of perfect television. That is my only
0: hesitation with that. That's fair. And I I kind of was on the same page until we got the older iterations, everyone, including like older Aegon, who is like... I love like he's just a bastard and I mean I I think that's a little rich coming from you Anna who likes the Witcher which is the most confusing time jumping in the (laughs) (laughs) book.
3: Well, I'm not going to like it for that much longer because Henry Cavill's leaving, but
0: that's besides the point. (laughs) (laughs) We won't get on get on that subject.
3: Um, Uh. No, I I think like the casting was on point. I just think if they slowed down and broke it up into two seasons, it would have been perfect. They filmed the wedding with Allison to the king and that's something i really would have wanted to see right the behind the scenes of that wedding and yeah the emotional trauma behind that you don't really get to see rhaenyra and harwin's relationship at all we get a sex scene with crispy being an incel but then you don't get to see rhaenyra and falling in love with harwin and their relationship now granted what is his name i think ryan core is the actor's name it, the eye fucking between the two of them was phenomenal, but I really <laughs> wanted like a couple of stolen moments here and there. Right. Um, and building that over the course of a season, their death did not really hit you as hard at Hall People were like, oh, he's not dead like no he's dead he's very dead right um and i feel like if they split it into two seasons the heron hall scene would have been the house of dragon red wedding right like that would have been emotionally devastating we all would have like cried and ourselves to sleep at night after that episode
0: that's that's fair yeah only thing is I'm guessing, and Thad would possibly be able to say yes or no, but let's not do that. I'm guessing there's just so much to <laughs> going in the war itself. They had to get to the war quick is Correct. the only thing I can think of.
3: No, that's definitely true. I've read the book as well, but I'm like, oh, yeah, you have true. the fan base. It's not like you were starting out it- – game of thrones season one with minimal budget nobody really knows anything about this other than the diehard book readers that were excited for it right the the fan base is built in people are like oh game of thrones house of dragons spinoff we're gonna watch it right even if it's just to see what a dumpster fire it is but other than that that is my only thing that i did not like about the show everything else was phenomenal
2: I wonder how much of that is actually due to them thinking that they were going to have like three Game of Thrones shows going on at once. And then and then now it's like, nope, this one we think is trash. This one is trash. This one has Naomi Watts. Oh, oh, this one we also think is trash. So we only have one. So, uh. Are we still doing? Yeah, we still want to wrap this one up in four, four or five seasons. Oh, OK, then.
3: <laughs> Theoretically, we're getting a Jon Snow spinoff, which nobody really wanted or asked for. But
0: I I do. But also, who knows what's happening with HBO? Like literally nothing is, is sacred right now. Yeah, oh,
1: yeah that's that's, that's a good point. I like to have one more thing. Um, I want to give a, a shout out to Helena, um, our nerd queen uh, who just wants to hang out and, and talk about bugs.
0: <laughs> yes, she, she she is awesome, and hopefully nothing happens to her, though I'm sure in a story about the Targaryen Civil War, it's it's not going to end up very good for her, unfortunately. But don't say anything, guys. Don't ruin it. Um, uh,
3: the only thing I'm going to say about that is there were a lot of little easter eggs if you've read the book for season one so you should re-watch re- season one before season two comes out that's yes
1: and you should pay attention when she says something
0: everything Even she says is about comes true everything she says has come true so yes that's very true um all right thad well you're back to you your pick was stolen We're out from under you you know, after your funeral, your dragon was just stolen. <laughs> in the, middle of the night, what are you going with
2: instead? Uh, since, since Ryan kind of stole my pick by singing "I Wanted That Way" by the Backstreet Boys to it in a cave. Um, <laughs> I am gonna take a movie that I'm surprised has not been has not been picked as yet, especially since we may or may not be doing a. Pod on this very movie. I'm picking knives out, glass onion. You bitch. <laughs> How did this movie last this long in this draft?
3: I wanted chives out. How dare you?
0: <laughs> I wanted glass onions. Also, also good. I it just wasn't high. Is high on my board, but it's definitely on my board. Um, What was your favorite part of the movie? Like,
2: just why why is it on your list? Well, I love a good whodunit, and i just love how everyone just goes for it you know uh, janelle monae uh, again uh, love janelle monae and every time now i see her i'm just like damn it why did not to get in their personal lives but it's like damn it why did you and tessa thompson break up you guys are like the hottest couple of all time why did you guys break up just be together and be like hot forever <laughs> like what is happening <laughs> i want you guys to be happy I
3: mean, you can't have that much hotness in a relationship. The universe will automatically correct it.
2: All right, (laughs) right, Thanos. (laughs) 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 But I I just love that everyone just goes for it. Everyone is good. Uh, Daniel Craig, it's just he you can just tell he's having the most fun in this role. Like he loves this, this accent. The worst Hulk is in it. I mean he's just <laughs> everyone just does their part. And I love the the weird little Magnolia shout-out in the movie too, which caught me completely off guard. <laughs> like, why is he doing this? But the entire movie is great. I just love a well done Who Done It and this was perfect. Like the perfect way to just end the year on just <sighs> a wild trip of a movie.
0: Yes, like I said before, it was on my board. This was so enjoyable. I was laughing and enjoying the entire ride. I was engrossed on like, what the whole setup was going to be, and once it happens, you're like, oh, okay. And just the way it like unfolded in front of you was, was brilliant. Benoit Blanc is... Amazing. And I just have to say, I am ready for like Knives Out 10. Like, give me give me more of these. This is the franchise that needs legs. Um, I'm pretty sure it did pretty well. Like in the one week that it was out in movies, I think it made like 38 million somewhere around there. Um, And it's been like on the top of the Netflix chart since it got released on Christmas Day. Right, I believe is when it came out. Um,
1: yeah, I think it was the twenty fourth, but yeah, twenty fourth. Netflix Christ really Eve. fucked up how they like did the release of this. It only yeah. being in theaters for a week, but regardless, uh, yeah, I, I think it's still doing pretty well. So
3: it did. Yeah, uh, according to Google, it made fifteen million USD, but the original Knives Out made uh three hundred and twelve point nine million. So obviously that's a huge discrepancy but it was only in theaters for a week so
0: but clearly netflix is perfectly happy with its you know with its success everywhere um who knows what their numbers are for the net like the netflix streaming i feel like it had to have been streamed quite a bit this past week so um ryan
1: you saw it right I did yeah I um I thought it was great um uh first of all that uh the worst Hulk uh, Eric Banner would like a word although I'm, I'm sure Anna would, I'm sure Anna would say Lou Ferrigno but that's a whole other conversation
3: I would not say Leo <laughs> <new> Craig no, <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, I I really enjoyed this. I, I thought it was great. Um, yeah, Dan, Daniel Craig as Benoit Blanc is clearly just having a great time. It's it's like the opposite of the last few James Bond movies where you can tell he's just totally like done with that franchise. Um, but yeah, that was great. Obviously, Janelle Monet was fantastic. Um, I love me some Catherine Hahn and and she was great. And and then. Dave Batista like he was just <laughs> incredible um like I told uh, one of our many group chats I can never pull it off but I really want his his outfit with the the tiger shirt and the hat and the pink pants
3: I have that outfit <laughs> I just need the hat <laughs>
0: And the gun. Oh, that's too much effort. Gotta have the gun on you at all
3: times. <laughs> <Yes>. Um, <laughs> even will point. you settle for like a squirt gun or like a Nerf little pistol thing?
0: That place. Oh, lot. Oh, uh, that okay. works. That works. Uh, Anna, any thoughts on on Glass Onion? Oh, I loved that movie.
3: Chives out is was like <laughs> my favorite movie of the year. I'm actually really upset I didn't get it. Um. I think it was an amazing cast. It wasn't really a crossover I knew I needed, but I definitely had to have it once I saw it, if that makes sense. Um, you have uh, Catherine Hahn, Jessica Henwick, uh, Kate Hudson, Dave Bautista, Leslie Odom, um, and he does. he was Aaron Burr. Right in Hamilton, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, he was. Yep, Um, he was. Little disappointed. We did not get to see him sing, but I am really excited to see him explore like a straight up acting dramatic role. I think they were all phenomenal, and it was a movie where I didn't really see the end coming, and the time jumps made sense. And don't come at me for The Witcher on this one. Don't, don't do that.
0: (laughs) I will. I (laughs) will. I will say I kind of kind of guessed we won't spoil the movie or anything, but I kind of could have I could figure out, like, what happened. But also, I didn't see the ending happening like it was a very cool surprise ending. Um, but the mystery was. I, I kind of guessed it, but at the same time, it was it was very clever. Um, I just I just love the social commentary that Ryan Johnson is doing in these movies. And it's just I mean, he said it himself. It was a very big accident and can, like coincidence. But I mean, Edward Norton was Elon Musk. We all know it. So, yeah oh yeah and and I, I really enjoyed in the middle how
1: benoit block sort of like broke character and just like went off on a rant talking about how much of an idiot redacted was that that part was great
0: that was amazing mm-hmm. god he's like you just started making up words <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I'm, I'm very glad that got picked it was gonna get picked by somebody was that your next pick anna Yes, it was. I'm very upset. Ouch. I doubt, well, I am going to go for my third pick, one that I'm pretty sure none of y'all have seen, even though I think I've told y'all several times to watch it. Um, it is the Tollywood movie, the Indian Telugu language film, the epic action drama known as RRR um it hit the scene I, I think what when was it like sometime midsummer uh, on Netflix and like I slowly started seeing people talk about it and I finally watched it and it is one of the most wild bizarre exciting movies I've ever seen and I want to watch it again I've been trying to get uh Jane Ash to watch it with me um it's worth it. It's worth the three like it's like three and a half hours long. It's like watching three different movies. Like It's a legit like act one, act two, act three. You can break it down into that. And it's essentially about the fictional friendship between real life Indian revolutionaries. OK, it's about um Laurie Raju and Kamaram Beam. These are actual real life revolutionaries from India and they fictionalize the relationship in this movie. And it's just like when I say that there's a literal epic dancing scene in this movie and then there's a, a one of the best fighting scenes I've ever seen in a movie and then one of the best friendships I've ever seen in a movie. And it's just it's so epic. Like it, it, it truly deserves the that word to be used for it is epic, and I highly, highly recommend seeing it. Um, break it into different portions if you don't want to sit down for that long at one time. But I promise you, you will you will not regret it. Um, none of you all have seen it, right? No, but I have heard similarly
1: that it's very good. And so it, it is on my list.
2: I shit you not, I was 20 minutes into it. I got a phone call that lasted way longer than I thought it was going to. It ended and then the Celtics game started and I just never got back to it.
3: Oh, sure. Blame the Celtics, Thad. <laughs> Wow,
2: I will not like... get into how good our season is going right now, but if you understood, <laughs> you would know. This is this is big time, okay? Oh, wait, so this <laughs> was this season. It wasn't <laughs> last season? It was this yeah. season? This season, this season.
4: I guess that
0: last season was okay, too, because, I mean, y'all did go to the finals, but... Yeah. That was eerily close
1: to what happened when I tried to watch everything everywhere all at once. So my thing was probably worse.
0: So Anna, you haven't seen it, right?
3: I have not. And the only reason why is because I have been preoccupied watching all of these fantasy shows. And then I tried starting watching it this week. And then, so I watch a lot of the newer shows that come out with my dad. And he has been begging to watch Jack Ryan for, like, the three years since season two came out and now it's finally out. So (laughs) he's like, we have to watch it. And then I broke his heart to tell him uh, I was recording the podcast tonight and we can watch it. So, um, but it's definitely on my list of things to watch.
0: I've heard phenomenal things about it. I just want to see y'all's reaction to it. Like, it's just some it's like a, a marvel movie wrapped up into a a bollywood movie wrapped into a musical wrapped it's just it's it's a bizarre okay so uh, that that's all I'll say on it everyone watch it please and that means we are back to anna for your third pick what you got
3: okay So this one is continuing with my sort of theme of uh, dance pants. Um, This had a scene in it that was choreographed by the actress, um, Jenna Ortega. So I am going with Wednesday. Um, Anyone who knows me knows I have adored the Adams family ever since I was a, a wee kid. Um, for some reason, I've always felt like a, 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 sense of like attraction to that family. Like I've always wanted to like watch them. I watched the original show and those movies. So I found out that they were coming out with a TV show. Um, and Jenna Ortega was going to be involved. And, uh, for those of you who don't know, she was in Jane, the Virgin and you, and she's a phenomenal actress. Um, and she crushed the role of Wednesday. She was just the perfect amount of creepy. And I was really nervous going into it um, because my friend um, actually knows Louise Guzman. <laughs> and I was like, I, I don't know if I'll be able to talk to her again. Like if the show isn't good, I'll be like very upset. But they crushed it. Um, you know, Gwendolyn Christie was great as Reams. Uh, we got introduced to Enid. Um And we had some new characters uh, like uh, Xavier. I loved the character of Bianca. Wish we got to explore that a little bit more. Um, Yeah, I think overall they crushed it and it was phenomenal. But I think my favorite thing about it was just watching people's brains break on the internet, being like, Christina Ricci, wait, she was the last Wednesday. And I'm like, yes, people grow up. Like she's in the show, you guys,
0: it's fine. This year was amazing for Christina Ricci. Um, She also was in Yellow Jackets, which if I thought about it, I probably should have on my list, but I don't. But um, Wednesday was a lot of fun, more fun than I ever thought it was going to be. Um, I was a little hesitant, mainly because I thought it was a Tim Burton uh, ran show. Um, I've kind of gotten burnt out by Tim Burton. I think he doesn't he hasn't really made anything that great in a while. Um, not even, you know, touching on the fact that he his problematic uh, views on on having POC in his in his products. But he actually, you know, had some POC in the show. Um, some people would say the, their their character arcs were not very good. But I was I was surprised. I really enjoyed it. I like that they kind of turned it into like a mystery thriller, like kind of like a whodunit. And Wednesday being like a very sure of herself uh, P.I. Got some Veronica Mars kind of vibes to it. Um, I honestly think the show did not. <sighs> It, it underwhelmed me personally towards the end. I don't think it ended as strongly as it could have. I don't think it tied together the the storyline reveal as well as it could have. But I still had a lot of fun um, and I'm still intrigued to see how it goes in season two. I really hope this doesn't go in the way of chilling adventures of, of Sabrina and Riverdale who both had really good first seasons and then just kind of fell apart afterwards. So I'm really crossing my fingers um, thing was easily in my eyes. The, other than Gina Ortega, who really just was Wednesday, Adams thing was amazing. It had so much character and actually doing sign language was just brilliant and beautiful. And I can't wait to see uh, more of thing. So, yeah. Ryan, uh, did you ever watch Wednesday?
1: I have not. Um, I've been aware of it, but it hasn't really been on my radar just because of sort of everything else that's out there. Um, but I do hope to get to it at some point because um, uh, I have heard good things about it. And you guys definitely seem excited about it. So
0: Dad, did you ever watch it?
2: I just finished it today. <gasps> and oh, perfect timing i did really like it i love enid i wish i could say i'm surprised by that but i'm really not <laughs> <laughs> absolutely love enid she's great i mean how could you not love a, a literal california werewolf like come on guys <laughs> that was pretty great what, what, what are we doing here do she's a you. california werewolf
0: <laughs> was the show just was it too can't be too predictable was did he just
2: not buy into it or no, I loved it. I, you know what? I I feel like this show is the tone that Sabrina was trying to go for and just never hit it. Yeah, I feel like this is the tone and the show that Sabrina was trying to make and just never got there. But Wednesday definitely got it.
0: Hell, yeah, I'm glad I got picked. I, I that was just a really fun show. And of course, the dance went completely viral. And I mean, people are still still doing the dance on TikTok today. So it made its mark, uh, especially with teenagers and stuff. So I think it's it had a really wide appeal. I think it it did a really good job of that. So good for them. And that means with that being said, we have one more round to go. Four more picks. What are they going to be? Find out after the break. And we're back for the final round of the best of 2022 draft. Anna, start us off. You gave us a, a really great board. You got the bear, the peacemaker in Wednesday. All season ones, by the way, all introductions, uh, premieres. What's that fourth one going to be? You going to give us a movie finally or maybe a book?
3: I don't know, because that really put a wrench in my my draft. You gotta dodge I mean, I have, that. Pitch. I know. I'm very upset with him right now.
2: <laughs> Would you like is... some Jared Leto kombucha? <laughs> some small batch hot sauce made by Jeremy Renner.
3: Oh, man. Oh. I'm so happy. Oh,
2: look, get well soon, Jeremy there. Renner. Yeah, get well soon. Yeah, get
3: yeah.
2: well soon. Um, Don't get I'm that like stuff
0: 20... in your eye. <laughs> I'm. You got I'm a lot to between, go with. I mean, I know. I'm looking at
3: my list
0: and rings I'm like of Power." maybe.
3: I'm torn between five and I'm going to run down like my five. I have Vikings Valhalla. Our flag means death. Moon Knight rings of power. And did I say Willow yet?
1: No, you did not. You did not. No. Well, we forgot our flag being set was this year, too. Jeez,
3: yeah, right. Like, I think movie wise, this year was just kind of meh, and then the TV is really kind of what took over, to be honest. You know, I'm um,
2: give it to us, give us Willow, talk about Willow, <laughs> do it. I you can't know, you talk want about to
3: Willow because I'm not caught up yet, though.
0: <laughs> Can that be the best of 22 if it's not even finished?
3: No, you're right you're right okay that knocks one off my list okay I stick with my brand and be basic and go with rings of power or do I go with something else
2: you do, do you no. have a brand do you have a brand
3: alright yeah I'm going with hot sour on
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes we talked about it earlier you love a hot villain I he was,
3: do love hot sour on <laughs>
2: he was hot.
0: another he was season scary. one so, did this live up to your expectation of uh, the second age?
3: Um, I think overall it did. It was what I think. Again, and people were really complaining about the first episode because they're like, "It's dragging on for so long," and I'm sitting there going, "Well, they have a thousand years of content to cover, so like fifteen minutes is pretty reasonable." Um, I think my only qual my dislike about the show was that they kind of screwed up the timeline that was set by Tolkien, which I was not a fan of, but that's fine because people like nostalgia and origin stories. Um, we got to explore the creation of Mordor. We got to meet some Harfoots. Um, you know, we got to see a little bit of Galadriel and Elrond. I, do think it's kind of creepy that Elrond's really close with his mother-in-law but you know that's maybe we'll, we'll meet uh, their daughter in season season two but yeah I think overall like the acting was great their phenomenal special effects costuming could have been better um, but I think all the good costumers were taken by House of Dragon to be quite honest <laughs> I feel like it's kind of a niche market that they have there um, but yeah,
0: overall really enjoyed it. I I did too, and as someone who has not read anything Tolkien Tolkien other than The Hobbit, um, I loved it. Like I, you know, was reading other other people being like, This didn't happen or this, you know, you're letting us know about this couldn't have happened for another thousand years and I'm just like, That's cool. But this is fun. I'm just having a good time. I absolutely adored Elrond and Durin's friendship. Their bromance was amazing. Mm-hmm. It gave us one of the best lines of all time. Give me the meat and give it to me raw. a <laughs> <laughs> scene
3: with Elrond and Durin and he's like, you just made that up. And he's like, yeah, Disa wanted a new table. <laughs>
0: Oh, Oh, it just like and I personally love the story of of the elf. And I, of course, you know, it's been a second, so I can't even remember his name. So I don't know, actually, if that's a good thing or bad thing. But that whole storyline with with the people of the Southlands. And I mean, Adar was amazing. And it's very sad that he's gotten recast. Um, I thought he was one of the stronger components of the of the first season he
3: really was. And I'm like, give us Benjamin man.
0: Uh, like- I know, <laughs> but he wanted to do he, it is his choice. They apparently like they didn't recast him. They he, you know, he wanted to leave and do other things. So, uh, you know, good for him, I guess, but that's going to be very sad. Um and like you said, Hot sauron was amazing. Um I really love the puzzle box kind of element of this show, trying to figure out who was sauron who the hell the stranger was, and people like I st- I still, oh. I, I, mean, I think we almost for sure it is him, but I don't want to say it's him until he is given that, like until he says his name is his name.
3: It it's oh. him, and spoiler alert: if you did not watch Rings of Power, you might want to fast forward a little bit. Um, it's him because one, he's dressed all in gray.
0: Yeah. Right?
3: Um, and then he did the quote with like, "Follow your nose." Right. Which is a callback to fellowship when they're in the mines themselves. But what I really loved about this show was that in the original trilogy, they make it sound like the the dwarves are greedy and they're just looking for gold. Right. But really what Durin was trying to do was save his friend. He wasn't actually being greedy at all. He was being very generous. Right. To the detriment of his own people, which he didn't know at the time. But uh, yeah, that mic drop when the Balrog showed up, I was like hitting my couch, screaming. My poor dog, Chewy, was just like crying in the background. He's like, what are you doing to me?
0: (laughs) Speaking of that, Balrog's name has a name and it's Derek, according to Josh. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> lilies if there's an audio god let me be able to isolate uh jane ash <laughs> like the dust in the background just going just so i could put it as an echo derek 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 uh, uh, just, just, just to let
0: everyone know who has no idea what we're talking about just with no context at all
2: <laughs> just I, no context at all
0: <laughs> I we, we watched uh, Lord of the Rings uh, myself and Josh. She had never seen them, and so I was trying to explain everything to her. And when ba- the Balrog shows up, I you know I say this is the Durin's Bane, and then we get a little bit further, and apparently she thought I said Derek. And and so <laughs> the Balrog forever will be Derek now. Aragorn is now Acorn. And no. Legolas is legless. I hate it. Okay. I, <laughs> so, you're welcome. Um, I, I I really enjoyed the show. Um, Ryan, were you a fan? Did did it kind of hit your expectations? Was it a little underwhelming? What are you thinking? Uh, no, it it did it. it
1: um, I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm I'm waiting for someone, maybe the younger version of Elrond, to yell out, You see "Eäceldur." Um, I hope that happens (laughs) at some point in the show. So um, I was a little bummed that that hasn't happened yet. But no, um, yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Um, uh, Similarly, I I thought the Elrond-Durin part was a lot of the the best parts of the show. Um, I I did really love Morpheth Clark, though, as as Galadriel. I thought she was really good. Um, What they
3: should have done with Morpheth, though, is that they should have made her seem taller. Because there's a very large height discrepancy between her and Kate.
1: Yeah, I, that's, that's a, a good point. That's fair. Um, but,
3: you know, if you're yeah, thousands of I, years old, you just keep growing, apparently, and you get to yeah, be like... You know, just forever growing. She's <laughs> got
1: a few thousand years, but, um, yeah, this, this one was on my list, um, so I'm, I'm not surprised it was picked, but I, I'm glad that it was. Um, I, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I think it was really interesting because I I think in, in some way like it was really great that we got this show and House of the Dragon hot tea at the same time. But I'm really interested to see how it goes um for the next seasons of those, because presumably they will not be premiering at the same time again. So um yeah, really interested to see how those two shows grow apart, um in the next phases of them
0: same same run Thad, did were you a fan of rings of power i
2: I did enjoy it i actually thought that uh this show started off way better than hot d because they came i think we were all having discussions about which one was a little better when they both kind of came out around the same time and I was definitely in the camp that uh, Rings of Power was better, at least through the first five episodes. And then the pacing started to slow down a little bit even more for Rings of Power and Hot D started to pick up. So they kind of Rings of Power for me finished a little bit of a little bit behind Hot D, but they were both really great.
3: I think if you're talking about consistent pacing, Rings of Power is definitely better. But if you're talking about overall, like, costumes, set design, acting, um, like, Hot D is definitely more prominent in those areas.
2: Yeah, definitely. Especially
3: yep. with the, the Under Armour, Armour, and Rings of Power. I can't forgive it.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Look, uh,
0: um, well,. So, you know, we we hit some of mainly the big IPs. Um, We still haven't gotten any Marvel, will we? We won't for my next pick because I am going with what I thought was one of the best seasons of superhero TV in forever, if not the best. Oh, there it is. The Boys season three was just on another level. I don't know, but <laughs> I forgot. don't know. And that's, yeah, wow, that's, that's shocking. Uh, I wasn't
3: even on my. Oh, I'm ashamed of myself. Shame, what
0: will your husband thing. Butcher, butcher's mad at you.
3: Well, no, he, butcher's not mad at me. Frenchie's mad at me. Oh, Frenchie is oh. mad at
0: you. Oh, uh, Frenchie uh, is very uh, mad at me. I'm sorry, uh, tell
3: her, forgive me.
0: So. We were all like, what the hell? How are they going to keep this show going? How are they going to keep topping the season before? Like we got the whale in season two. That was wild. And then in the first freaking episode of season three, we get a dude climbing into someone's penis and blowing the person up. We got the Ant-Man Thanos, um, essentially. But
1: it's so much worse. But it's
0: so much worse. (laughs) (laughs) And from there, this this season just did not let up. We got everything from freaking our guy, Jensen Ackles uh, doing his thing, a soldier boy, be it, you know, showing us toxic masculinity at its greatest. Um, we have a character who's essentially um, essentially the Stanley of this world. Um, that was Paul Reiser, right? That played him. I, I think I'm saying that right and it was just like everything as far as them getting the taking the V to to Butcher and, and Huey's relationship to Huey and freaking Starlight's relationship I mean honestly I think this was the season that Starlight really elevated and became a really important character even more so than before like she had agency she was she was kind of leading the charge as far as the boys were going, almost as like doing things and, and doing it well. Like I just loved when she freaking, you know. These are of course light spoilers, but when she, y'all have all seen the boys, right? Of course. Yeah. See, yeah. Right. Yeah. But when she caught freaking homelander on camera was just gold. Was just amazing, and. And of course, I mean, kind of talk about Homelander, just Anthony Starr deserves awards for his performance as Homelander. He is despicable and evil, but also so pathetic and sociopathic and deserves to just he wants to be loved and accepted so much. And then we see him like I really thought we were going to get him, you know, evil this season and I'm kind of glad they held off the only gripe I could say about the season it's it was maybe not the strongest season finale it was a little anticlimactic just only because the season was so good like episode four was one of my absolute favorites of the year. You know when they broke Soldier Boy out and everything, and it's just there's so much that happened. Hero gasm happened, and that's not even the first five things I brought up about this season. It's just the the whole storyline with Mother's Milk and Soldier Boy, freaking Black Noir and his 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 <laughs> uh, conversations with the with the cartoons, um, the musical, the musical with Kamiko and. And Frenchie, it's just such a good season. Okay, and I just, I cannot wait to see where they keep taking the show. It's, it's fantastic. So that would be my last pick. Anna, thoughts?
3: I'm just really mad that I didn't put the boys on my list, and I'm very ashamed of myself. Um, no, I honestly, when you think about really great, well, superhero genres, technically, its own thing because it's a sort of a crossover between fantasy and sci-fi. But when you think about that particular niche, it's, it was really like a perfect, re, perfect um, season of TV for that genre. Right. Um, the acting was top notch. The chemistry between all of them was great. I loved the little dancing scene between Frenchie and Kimiko. Um I think my main critique of that show isn't necessarily the show itself but the marketing because they did tend to build things up a lot bigger than it was I thought you know the dancing scene was gonna be like a whole musical episode and it was only a scene right um and then hero gasm I had bigger than it was I was like yeah we're getting superhero porn on Amazon Prime and then it was like in and out for only like a couple seconds I was like oh this is Huge buildup for almost nothing, but you know, Phrasing. Dad and-, <laughs> Dad and I had the opportunity to meet a couple of them, and they are just really nice people, and they're they're hilarious. So, yeah, no notes.
0: Loved it. No notes. Can't wait for season four. Right, right.
2: Dad, what say you? Yeah, loved it. I mean. Everything that you said is pretty much the way I feel about the season. I can't wait for the next one. Uh, like Anna said, uh, I would work on the on the marketing a little bit just because of what she said. It, it was a little bit uh, they kind of hyped up Herogasm to be kind of like the comics. And it like you knew that they were going to have to water it down a little bit. But it was water down, water down. And you understand. But it's like. Don't market it that way then, you know, even with the warning at the beginning of the episode. But it doesn't mean it wasn't a bad episode of television. It was still great. It just
3: means the marketing team did their job correctly. Right. They got people to tune in and watch it. It's kind of like with Dune and Zendaya. Right.
0: Oh, God. Yeah. People were
3: complaining there wasn't enough Zendaya in it. But people who read the book knew that her character only comes in for like a fraction of book one. Right. Um, Some people but, didn't
0: even know it was two parts. Well, it's three parts. That's very true. Yeah, it's multiple. <laughs> multiple parts. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, marketing
3: team did their job a little bit too well. That was kind of annoying. But overall, the boys
0: season three was, was great. Right, right. Ryan, did you enjoy the boys as much as we did? I did, yeah. I I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought this was the
1: best um, season of superhero television in 2022, and I don't think that is at all a slight on DC or Marvel. I just think that shows how good um, this season of The Boys was. Um, I mean, you guys nailed a lot of the the stuff, I thought. Um, uh, Annie was really great. Um, I I the the deep is always an an interesting, um, developing character. Um, I, am I'm here for, for Ashley, just girl bossing her way up to the top with her new, uh, Ashley assistant. Um, that was pretty enjoyable. Um, and I, I really, I thought it was really interesting. Um, our guy soldier boy, Tellum. um, I thought, uh, as like Homelander is sort of a mirror for Superman Um, he's like a a mirror for Captain America Captain America is sort of like the best of us, um, especially from, you know, that golden generation era, whereas like Soldier Boy is all of the flaws of that. You would imagine that person would actually be, you know, he's racist, he's sexist, he's out of touch, um, he's abusive. Um, and so it's just really interesting to see how they, they sort of use that mirror on, on the character that we all you know know and love. Um, and yeah, like everyone else, I'm really excited to. To see where the show goes from here.
2: All right, that's my last pick. Thad, we are in celebration. T- are you gonna go and uh, eat an octopus? I am not gonna eat an octopus. That scene was traumatic. Too
3: soon. Too <laughs> soon. How dare
0: you! Oh god. And let's not forget about the crazy. What was it? A guinea pig? The uh, super powered guinea pig. That oh, was yes. awesome. Sure. The scene, this this series had so much. So much stuff happened. Um, Alright, moving on, Thad. You have Top Gun, Maverick, Saga, and of course, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. What's going
2: to be your last one? Well, I am going to counter Ryan. Ooh, wait a minute. Brainstorm. Um, are we doing music? Yeah. Oh, well then... Yeah, it's me. I'm the problem. Uh, Taylor Swift. I am drafting uh, what might be the best song of the year. I'm going with "Anti Hero." All right, "Anti Hero." I
0: was not. I mean, I honestly was expecting the Taylor Swift to come from from uh, Ryan, to be honest. But you know, so you're saying this is the best song of the year? Um, I am. what, What do you like about it so much?
2: Well. I do think that part of it has to do with how now it's being caught in. If this were an Effie's, it would definitely win the memes and everything (laughs) because you can't go anywhere now without hearing or seeing. No, no, no. I'm the problem. It's me. (laughs) But that damn song is so catchy. And what's the lyric? It's. uh, Oh, that's right. I'll stare directly at the sun, but never in the mirror that leads right into it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's like, damn. All right. Like, she's always been a great songwriter. But now we're getting back into the songwriting and the uh, the poppy hits. I think it's a big difference from folklore, which I really loved. I thought that was her best album up until this one. And now I think they're right neck and neck.
0: All right, Annie Hero off the board. um, I will go ahead and say that I think it's okay. And wow, wow. (laughs) And yeah, um, look, I I listened to I listened to the album and I just it wasn't my favorite Taylor. It it just really wasn't. I I enjoyed Folklore more and I mean, I just don't think anything's going to be Bad Blood era. Taylor Swift for me. That's that was my favorite. Oh, God. Bad Blood era. Yeah. Bad Blood era, baby. Um, Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, yes. That that, That is not the best Taylor era. (laughs) It's all subjective, man. And I I preferred that kind of sound for her. I think this album just sounded it, it just I don't know. To me, it wasn't my favorite. But I mean, it is Taylor Swift, so I am not surprised by the love. Ryan, was this your favorite song off the album? Um, I don't know, uh, because
1: I haven't listened to the album yet. Um, I haven't been able to for reasons you guys would probably understand. Um, but uh, Pop Taylor in general is my favorite Taylor um, my two favorite albums are Lover in 1989 um, so I'm sure I would enjoy it and obviously like I've heard that lyric and I've seen the memes and everything so um, I'm sure this is a worthy choice um, I didn't realize music was an option so I did not have it on my board although since I haven't listened to it I wouldn't anyway but um, I am looking forward to listening at some point and uh, yeah uh, excited for it,
0: right? Anna, what say you? Was that your favorite song off this album? And what do you think of the album in general?
3: Um, I love the album, but I'm gonna disagree with that. It's gotta be vigilante shit. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> draw a cat eye sharp enough to kill a man. Come on,
2: uh, would you just love a murder? I do love <laughs> That's not the point. This is true. This is very true. Anna loves murder.
3: I only like listening about murder. I don't like the act of murder itself, like a it's song. Crazy,
2: yeah. In the words of your father, is this something we should be worried about?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, we, we probably should have been worried a while ago. So, like,
2: okay, but there's been in, so many in, warning signs. <laughs>
3: Okay, but that one was about, like, a theft. That one wasn't, that quote was not about a murder, okay? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. Well, Taylor Swift graces the board with Antihero. Uh, that's the one one song. We're going to get another one. Well, probably not because Ryan didn't know. And we are at Ryan's last pick. Uh, you had Andor. You had the movie Prey and House of the Dragon. What's going to be the last pick of the draft, man? Yeah, I mean, I still have a lot of
1: good things on my board um, and I'm bummed that I can't pick all of them. Um, but I am going to go with another TV show. Um, I'm going to go with The League of Their Own. Uh, and before you say anything to this is not just my Darcy Carden agenda. Okay, although she was fantastic in the show. Two of um, your
2: picks have a Darcy. Come on, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean Darcy is cool, but she's not Darcy Carden. But that—that's a whole other—that's a whole other thing. Um, yeah, no, seriously though, I, I thought. I was excited for the show. um, I thought it was just a really good and really fun um, season of television. Um, I thought, you know, Abby Abby Jacobson and and Darcy Carton as the two stars were really great. Um, And I thought it was really, it balanced really well between being a sports story of sensibly, um, but also being um, a queer awakening story um, and also being a story about race as well. And I thought all of those elements were, were juggled really well um, I thought the acting performances were really good um, if you liked the movie I think you will like the show um, but there are enough differences to where um, you can just sort of pick it up on its own and enjoy it as well so
0: yeah that is going to be my last pick The League of Their Own The Rockford Peaches making a scene um, I loved it Anna, did, did you watch it? Did you like it?
3: you're asking me if I watched a sports show Uh, uh, (laughs) yes
0: ostensibly (laughs) a sports show
3: I uh, no I did not watch it it is on my list though um, just because I do love Abby and Darcy Um, I I heard good things about it I just haven't watched it
0: I feel like it's a summertime show that's fair it
2: really is Um, dad did you ever watch it I did I loved it and not just because of Darcy but I do, you know, she was the reason why you watch, obviously, but it was really good. It was it was a really great addition to the whole lore of that team.
0: It was like if you were to say, I want a, a reimagining of a league of their own, this is a TV show that needed to be made. It it, it did everything it I felt like it needed to. Um it was really enjoyable i love the characters i love all the callbacks to the original movie um i love i personally love max max's story and her friend clance was hilarious and was one of us she was always talking about how they were writing these comic books wrong and uh she she was just a nerd and i just loved her. i loved every single uh quote she had in the show And of course, Darcy and Abby were fantastic. Uh, I really I think it's going to get a season, two, And I'm really excited to see where it it keeps going. Um, So, yeah,
3: this was a great year for Darcy because she was also in Barry.
2: Oh, yeah, she was getting right. Uh,
3: And I think she was also in um, DreamWorks Dragons, the Nine Realms. And she was in um this movie called People We Hate at the Wedding. That's a fun title right there.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Kristen Bell is in it. Oh, OK. Well, I might have to check that out. I love that. Yep. Um, all right. That is the draft, y'all. I think we did really well. Um, let's not take up too much more time. But if y'all just want to mention some not inon- uh, honorable mentions real quick and then we can go on and get out of here. Uh, Ryan, start us off. Yeah. um, So movie-wise,
1: the Batman was really good. Uh, Wakanda Forever was really good. Those just missed out for me. Um, Avatar was on my list. I probably wouldn't have drafted it. I mean, I didn't, but um, I did enjoy it. Uh, I thought it was better than the first one. I thought the visuals were fantastic, and I thought it was a a more developed story. And... um, just like better character relationships, I would say. Um, I will give a quick shout-out to um, the Marvel show, specifically Miss Marvel and She-Hulk, which I thought were good. they um, just barely missed out. Um, Anna reminded me of uh, Our Flag Meets Death, which um, I thought was really good, and again, it was it was a tough one to not pick. Um, and then lastly, um, How I Met Your Father. Um, that was a show I wasn't sure about, but I ended up really enjoying it, and and I am glad that it's got a season two,
0: which is coming out later this month. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, Wakanda forever was going to be my next pick. If any of mine gotten stolen, I think it was amazing. I think it was a great story. Beautifully shot. Um, I love y'all's coverage on it, by the way, on the F I love the episode. The music was maybe my favorite soundtrack of of any MC property so far. Um, then, of course, Barry. We mentioned it just recently, Barry season three. If you haven't seen Barry, it is just a phenomenal show. Bill Hader does his best work. He is a, a hitman that stumbles across an acting class and his life changes. It's it's wild. Um, And, and I have to shout out Severance season one. Severance is is uh, Ben Stiller's. uh directed TV show. It's on Apple TV. It starts Adam Scott as essentially the whole idea is you live two lives. Uh, your brain is turned off uh, when you go to work and your memories are shut off from the real world. And then when you go to the real world, your memories from your job are shut off. And so you're essentially living two lives. And that is the premise of this show. It has more anxiety and tension even than the bear so I I highly, highly recommend that. Um, I cannot wait for season two. Um, Anna, what about you? What was some of that almost made your list?
3: Um, So I touched on a few of them a while back. Um, Some of the movies that I really liked this year, uh, Grey Man with Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans. Um, You had Death on the Nile. Um, The 355 was actually one of my favorite movies of the year, Um, which... Shockingly, it surprised no one. Sebastian Stan was in it. Um, Bob's Burgers, finally got that one. Uh, All the Old Knives with Sandy Newton and Chris Pine. Moon Knight was phenomenal. I really loved that. Um, you also had Reacher with, um, oh my gosh, his name is escaping me, Alan Richson, I think. He played Thad in the uh, Mountain State. Um, and a twist that shocked and surprised no one, uh, Murderville made my short list <laughs> <laughs> great um, show it was great I honestly the best episode was the Marshawn Lynch episode <laughs> that episode <was> <laughs> that man was just unhinged, he went in and he went for it um,
2: did you watch the Christmas episode?
3: there's a Christmas episode? yes Oh my, okay. I know what I'm doing after this.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No spoilers. There's a Christmas episode.
3: Yeah, no spoilers. Um, And then I had um, four books I wanted to give a shout out to, uh, mostly YA, but they were really good. Um, The Measure by Nikki Ehrlich. Um, That was a really fun one where it was like the premise of everyone in the world wakes up one day and then they get a box on their doorstep. And in their box, um, is a piece of string. And that lets you know, like how long you're going to live, right? You don't know how you're going to die, but you're going to die. Um, and it really explores like the nuances of how all these different people interact after they receive, uh, their boxes. And that was fun. Um, the dragon's promise by Elizabeth Lim uh, as a sequel to six crimson cranes, that was a really fun, uh, Y a novel about um, Asian mythology that I really enjoyed uh, Bloodmarked also a second release for the Legend Wars series that's written by Tracy Dion. Um, that whole series is just phenomenal. Um, and then last but not least House of Sky and Breath by Sarah J. Moss that is a sequel to uh, the first Crescent City book. I if you are going to dive into the moss, destruction I have to say you must read the Crescent City series last because of this book and that's all I'm gonna say without spoilers
0: good because I'm reading I'm gonna read those you, you said have to, to read it last Damon okay all right dad bring us home what are some of the the things that made your list but did not make the draft
2: <laughs> you have hello kitten um, <laughs> you have A lot of you have uh, spoken about it or mentioned it a little bit. Um, She Hulk was going to be my Marvel pick, even though I did love Moon Knight. Um, And spoiler, spoiler, spoiler for Glass Onion. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Um, Did Ethan Hawke just come straight from... (laughs) <laughs> Moon Knight, to 100%, 100% on, on Glass Onion for like three <laughs> seconds. He's like and in the same con- outfit man. and the hair and the sandals and everything. We're we're filming down here. We're, you're close. Let's do it. <laughs>
3: I didn't even realize that was Ethan Hawke until you just mentioned
2: it. Um, Anna mentioned Bob's Burgers. I will shout out the one episode that has just gotten universal love this year and has made everyone cry except for Anna. The Christmas episode this year was just spectacular. Uh, Only murders in the building. Anna, had you missed another murder show? How did show? I
3: miss that? Oh, clearly I messed up my list. I'm sorry. How could I forget Martin Palooza?
2: And, uh, oh, and Anna, uh, if you're wondering who the guest stars are on Murderville, would you like me to tell you? So you can get yeah. more hype for this? Mm-hmm. Jason Bateman and Maya Rudolph.
3: Oh, my God. How did
0: I...
2: I? You guys, I messed up. You messed up. You messed up I'm real really big. big.
0: Um... Well, I think we covered most of the great, great things that came out of 2022, y'all. And I don't know when, but soon you will be hearing from us about what we're most excited for in 2023. That will be our next podcast. Um, It's been a blast doing this. It's great being back. And uh, y'all are going to hear a lot more from us, guys. Um, For us over here at Planet Fantasy... We love y'all. Keep listening. Share with your friends. Give us some ratings and reviews. Help us out. And until next time, we'll see y'all. This is what we do.
2: It's morphing time. Oh <laughs> <laughs> never ask that's, that's that's perfect. <laughs> Just cut it right there.